0: Awesome. Take his rap hey yo yo yo, mic check one two, episode one ninety, serious rap shit podcast. I'm John, your host.
1: I'm Josh, your other host. Yeah, we about to go in. What's going on, Josh? I'm chilling, man. Um, you know. We were going to do the, the milk crate challenge today. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that was going to be our video for the week. But no doubt. Um, we decided to get. No, dog, seriously, I woke up this morning. And you know, like all the jokes online have been like, yo, somebody riding around the hood, like dumping off milk crates. Milk CIA. Crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> no bullshit, dog. I woke up. Like last night, I walked my dogs around like 10 o'clock. And I walked them in like this little park around the corner from my crib. And. um. I walked them out there around 10 something last night. No milk crates anywhere. Mm-hmm. I walked my dogs at 8:30 this morning. There was a whole host of milk crates out there. I just saw like thrown in a pile. Like, you know Man. what I mean? Like that's definitely the government. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it's got to be something. And like they weren't. They were just like dumped in the just, middle of this field. <laughs> like I was like, this is weird. They did it like the uh, the drugs and the guns and the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just like dumped them on a corner uh, and shit. It was like just up. throw them out, man. I There's, was like, what the like? I, like I'm not like the big conspiracy dude, but I don't know. But <laughs> between that and, and and the shit, our sister uh, Rhythm posted about the eels.
0: The eels, eels are aliens, y'all. In, in case. You, in case know, y'all you, didn't know. Know. you
1: know, not know this crate I mean? shit.
0: One, people are 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 bored, and Yeah, 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 <laughs> people I mean, like, are looking for yeah. some kind of like shared activity, shared experience. You know what I mean? And and also, we live in a, a culture that has, um, I don't know, that that leans towards like mad silly shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like this shit, I see people complaining about the uh the crate thing, yo, this is dumb, blah, blah, blah. Which it objectively is stupid. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. A lot of y'all niggas was planking a few years ago. You remember planking? <laughs> yeah. When niggas was just laying stiff? Yeah. yeah. That's to me, that's like fundamentally dumber than a crate challenge. The crate challenge, at least, you're you're like testing your your will and your nerve, but also yeah. your balance. Plankin' was literally just niggas laying on stuff just in public spaces and taking pictures of it. That shit was like infinitely dumber than this crate shit.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i like, you know, listen, I ain't doing it. My back already fucked up. Like, I legit may need back surgery. I, like, my back is fucked. There yeah. ain't no damn way in this world I'm climbing a bunch of crates and then falling the fuck off. Although, maybe that shit popped my uh, herniations in my back back in place. <laughs> I Who the fuck right knows? That.
0: You would know. you imagine
1: that? <laughs> Just, Get up and be like, oh shit, like I'm healed <laughs>
0: miraculously. The, the I mean the more likely uh, possibility is <laughs> that <laughs> this, this shit'll like cripple cripple yeah. you for life. Yeah. You know absolutely. What I mean? Man, I saw a guy. Um he fell from like the highest height of, of the fucking crate pyramid, and this motherfucker fell on his like like solar plexus like Ugh. hit the fucking hit hit like a, a small stack like a short stack of mm-hmm. crates and the shit just you could tell it was hard because it the crate <laughs> didn't even move. It was just like <laughs>
1: it's this nigga. Man, there's I would I would die. Man, I would I absolutely saw, die. I saw one dude do it and like he tried to run like he got to the top and then tried to like run down the other side. <laughs> And, like, he got, like, that first step and then like that whole thing tumbled. My man, like, face planted. Mm-hmm. Like, insane. I saw somebody on Twitter say that this MTV doing this just so mm. they can have, like, five more seasons of ridiculousness. <laughs> <For>
0: ridiculousness.
1: <laughs> Yo. And I was like, I, I can't. <laughs> Say that that's not true, right?
0: Yo, I'm man. If I if I turn on MTV, which why the fuck would I? But if I tu- <laughs> if I turn on MTV in a month and they doing like a Creek
1: Challenge marathon, I'm be fucking pissed. The I I was like I just listen, man. I get it. Like like you said, I think a lot of this shit come from boredom. We all been like locked bored, in our cribs yo. for a while, yeah. Um, and it's just been kind of like shitty. Um, and who knows if like more lockdowns is coming or not. Like fucking Delta's like ripping through areas and shit. Yeah. Um, you know, they already talking about like, yo, you might need a booster shot for like mm-hmm. your vaccine, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like I'm very, uh. I, I'm also like, hey man, like if people are going to do, do stupid shit, like just let them go do stupid shit. Yeah, Like, I mean, I, I don't, it's not, it's not one of the, it's not like, yo, run up on people. Like, remember this shit? They was like running up on people and stealing like old yeah, ladies yeah, yeah. at one point years, a yeah, couple yeah. years ago and shit. Sock like up, Yeah. Yeah. Like it ain't that, that, it ain't the knockout challenge and shit. Like it ain't that kind of right. stuff. It's like, yo, if you're willing to set up crates and walk your dumb ass over top of them, more power to you. It won't <laughs> be it. me. No, no. But no. you know. Do you know? I don't know if if niggas know. Like
0: younger listeners, you know how how treacherous it is to fall when you're like forty. The shit moves in slow
1: motion. Like it's,
0: it's like you about to die.
1: You know, I I've, I've coached. I've been a football coach for a long time. It's like twelve years or something now. Yeah, it's been like the last few years. I've watched like them like because I coach basically like. Eighth and ninth grade, like essentially what I'm co- the age I'm coaching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I watch them dudes hit sometimes, and I'm just like, yo, man, like if I fucking felt like that. Cause I seen kids get flipped and all that, you know, all that type of crazy shit. Cause yeah. you watching it, it's just full speed with pads. And like I've seen like I seen this one kid get flipped and like literally like they hit him low and he flipped and landed on his back. And he was okay. Mm-hmm. He got up, like he popped yeah. back up, was like, popped yo, ready he go. The shit. <laughs> And I'm just like, man, appreciate. I'm just in my head, like, appreciate that shit, dog. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, fifteen years, and you're gonna be flipping and getting back the fuck up, dog. Like, and it's flipped now. The
0: the fear, to me at least, the fear of falling is worse than the actual fucking fall. I was, I was uh, out back, kind of like cleaning. our cat's litter box like out mm. back and shit like you know it was like water and shit um on the roof deck and the steps leading back into our apartment were like a little wet or or it might have been my sneakers were wet this was like three days ago dog i fell mm. off of it i fell in into our apartment I thought I was gonna die. I might as well I might as well have fell. You know how they do the uh the NBA like the edits where the nigga get dunked on and yeah. he fall into the grave. Like, yeah. I, that might as well have been happening to me.
1: I so was terrified. I, I remember me and you you had this was like you were still like early recovery from like yeah um when you were sick. And it was when I had just fucked my back up and you mm. was in South Philly and we had went to the corner store. Uh, it was one of those days we were going to record. And like we ran to the corner store. And when we were coming out, they was like power washing the front steps. And both <laughs> of us like looked at it like, oh, man, like yeah. <laughs> this shit going to be slippery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like the legit fear overcame both of us of just going yeah. like, Yo, if I fall on these concrete steps, it's gonna hurt so fucking much, and I don't know if I'm gonna get back up.
0: Like, yeah, Dog, you the the caution, yeah, with which I walk over like ice or any wet surface. Now, man, when yeah. I was a kid, I used to do the remember uh, what was it risky business? Yeah, he <laughs> just slide and slide on shit. Man, I used to just slide on shit when I was a kid. I ain't give a fuck. Now I'm like gingerly walking over everything. It's yeah, crazy.
1: I, I know, like, my mom is like deathly afraid of falling. Like, oh, shit. when it snows and it's icy or anything like that, she's like deathly afraid of falling. And, you know, yeah. like, her knees is bad and shit. She, you know, she almost 70 and shit. So, like, you know, she, you know, not, I'm not trying to be like, uh, God forbid, but like, yeah. you know, like, the older people, they fall, break their hip. Like, that shit is like a rat for them and shit. Mm hmm. Um, now yeah. she's a little younger than that, but like still, you know what I mean. She don't
0: want to be fucking around, yeah.
1: No, you know what I mean. So, Doug, like I, I'm, a, I'm like, damn, yo, like that idea has finally gotten to me of just being like, now nah, I'm not like, you know, panicking if I see, but if I see ice, I'm just like, I, I re, I think about it now. Like you said, when yeah. I was a kid, even like, excuse me, even like ten years ago. <laughs> I'd have been like, "Fuck it, like I don't yep. care." Um, now, I like I think like I have to think about that stuff, right? Like, bef- the, like ten years ago, we'd have went to that corner store and just ran our asses about that joint, not yep. even thinking like, "Oh my god, the steps might be wet." It like you might, wet. Sl- yeah. yeah, you might slip a little bit, stumbling, like Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I beat it now. Yeah. Nope,
0: I think to walk about around
1: that shit. that shit or something. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm gonna try to avoid it. Like yeah. I'm gonna try to avoid it the best I can. You know what I mean? Uh, I ever tell you um, when I was a kid, I slipped on ice
0: and stabbed myself in the eye. Ooh. <laughs>
1: oh no! <laughs> I don't think I ever
0: told you this story. Um, I was walking to school because um, I went to first. I, first, I went to school like in Center City at Greenfield, but then mm. I started going to school at Elwood around the corner. Oh yeah, from us. around yeah yeah. And I was walking and had a pencil in my hand. I don't know why the fuck I was even doing that. But I'm gonna go to school today. I'm gonna
1: learn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, like (laughs) fucking like what? Come on. (laughs) So I'm walking and I slipped on some ice and like but it luckily it hit me in my eye lid. It wasn't uh, okay. like in my actual eyeball, but for a while, you probably can't see it now. But for a while, like well into adulthood, I had like a dark mark on my eye where I had like stabbed
1: myself with a pencil. <laughs> Doug, like I used to be so, I get freaked out with my eyes. Like I don't like the same. I, I like I'll never wear contacts if I like I don't like these are like blue light glasses because I'm on the computer all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But like if I ever had. To like um, wear glasses on a regular basis, I'll never wear contacts because I'll never like put something <laughs> in my eye. Fuck Like that. the the idea of that like freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Um, you ever watch
0: somebody do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit is weird. Like motherfucker putting something
1: over the, your eyeball. The worst Mm-mm. is seeing people take it out. Ooh, I don't think I've ever seen that up close. I've oops. seen somebody take date contacts out. I used to date a girl that used to wear contacts on a regular, and she would take them out. And, like, I just, like, seeing somebody put their finger, like, that shit gives me the creep. It's the same yeah. idea, like, when they talk about um doing, like, that LASIK eye surgery. You know, you awake doing that Ugh. shit. Ugh. And <laughs> that I'm just shit. like, there's no way you're ever getting that close. And I know it's like a, I think it's like a laser. So I think it's just, like, shooting light into your, like, it's like a yeah. laser thing. But still, like, I would have to, like, hold my eye open for it. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. no. No, when I had that procedure, I don't know why we were on eyeball stuff. <laughs> like, I, well,
0: I I started it, but when uh, I had like that so sty, yeah, that sty, yeah, and they had to do that procedure. Man, it felt like somebody was digging in my
1: eye with a wrench. Oh, so, uh,
0: it was fucking terrible. It was no, absolutely you know,
1: terrible. When they tattoo your like your eyelid, like people had their eye, like Wayne has his eyelids tattooed and shit. Mm-hmm. They you stick like this like plastic thing under, in your eye so that they can do on top of it. Yeah, like a guard, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, there's no fucking, like, you wouldn't be able to do that. Like, you just wouldn't be able to do it. What if it slips? Yeah, like, (laughs) yeah. What if this shit slip and you, (laughs) There's Yeah, there's no way. There is people that, like, tattoo, like, they put, like, the black eye ink into their, uh, the black tattoo ink into their eye. Dog, I'm like, I'm not that committed to anything. Like, no. No. <laughs> like no. there's nothing I'm that committed to where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is I want to go to that level. Yeah, fuck that shit. You know what I, I mean? I think my kill mom somebody. Like, hugged me too much or something. Man. Like, I don't need that validation <laughs> or something. <Man. laughs> I don't know, dog. Man, I'd, I'd kill
0: somebody before I fuck around <laughs> with, my, with my own eyes. I'd Yay. take another, another nigga off of here
1: before I would dick around with my own eyes if I had to choose absolutely yeah uh, uh, there's no, no way. fucking way man there's just no way i can't do it dog. there's no way um speaking of another thing that there's absolutely no way i'm doing <laughs> right right so candy man that's the no only doubt. time i'm gonna say it on you know in a row mm-hmm. like don't but so that new movie's coming out mm-hmm. uh, we did a trailer uh reaction video to that it's up on our vivo channel if you want to go check that out can't wait um, to see it yeah i i can't wait um they released a new trailer, mm-hmm. but you have to go to a website <laughs> and say either on like a microphone on your computer or a microphone on your phone and say the name five times to see the new trailer. You know and what? I was just like, I guess I'm not seeing the trailer. Let's not seeing the trailer, bro. <laughs>
0: nah, not fucking happening. That Duh. movie when when we were kids, that movie fucked me up, yo. He was black. He was in the hood killing black folks. The mm-hmm. shit hit a little too close to home. No,
1: I'm not. I'm not dicking around with that shit. It was the one of those things where it's like so many of those movies. Like I did go to a sleepaway camp, so like the Jason thing could like technically happen or whatever. And we right, were right. like near a lake and shit too. Like there was a lake that you camped out <laughs> a one time a a year thing on, but um, there. So, like, that was a possibility, but mostly, like, most of those movies, like, Nightmare on Elm Street's in, like, a suburban neighborhood, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Coldest sacks and shit.
0: The aliens um, is
1: in space. Yeah, like, all that kind of shit was just like, oh, none of this is, like, really close to me, you know what I mean? It was only Candyman and Poltergeist 2, because Poltergeist 2 happened in the city. Like right, right. None of these movies ever happened, and I get it, because the whole point is, like, you're supposed to not, it's supposed to happen in isolated areas because that's what makes it more scary because you're isolated, mm-hmm. you're not around people. Yeah, yeah. In the city, So it's really hard when I'm like living in an apartment building and there's like five people just on my floor. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Your, your
0: floor would jump Freddy Krueger.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah like, there's some shit went down. So there's no like, there's no like fear because you're not isolated. You could literally run next door to the next apartment and shit. Um, right. But. Candyman was not like that it was a fucking you know like he was like you said like he was attacking people in the city black folks in the city and like it was it was one of those things where it's like that kind of hits a little too close to home like this is too relevant you know what i mean to how my life is yeah Um, and
0: just just for clarity's sake you've already said it three times
1: yeah i know i'm (laughs) I'm trying to keep it on the low just Um, so we just so we both all good here, you know um yeah, like that's one of those things where I, I'm like, did, like I get it. It's perfect marketing, great viral idea. Yeah, like yeah. it's a genius way to market it, um, especially now yeah. that the movie's been like delayed a year and right. like there's been leaks and all ty- like that kind of shit. It's like, hey, let's like drum up more publicity, mm-hmm. and especially in a time when like a movie like The Suicide Squad, which was like really good, didn't make a lot of money, and like there's yeah. a lot of factors that tie into that. But you know the pandemic is one of them. So right. it's genius marketing to do that uh, um for this movie uh and I'm really excited for it but there's not a damn way I'm ever going to go to a website and do, you know, say that name five times. I'm like, I like I, I don't play. Like we talked about this in in the trailer review like I've never done the bloody <laughs> mary thing like cuz I know in my rational head mm-hmm. I understand it's not real. Right. But also I don't tempt my like I'm not gonna tempt fate like, yeah. like And the niggas in the movies is? The niggas in the movies
0: always say it's not real
1: exactly so. like <laughs> what if it like it only takes like the one time for it to be real like mm-hmm. that like you're dead you like out. what yeah. no I'm good it's there's no. absolutely no reason to tempt fate that way like I tempt fate like I have plenty of other shit. I live in the city of Philadelphia. It has mm-hmm. like one of the highest murder rates in the country. Yeah, tempting fate is going outside every day. I gotta do that. I ain't right. gotta say no names in no mirror. Nah,
0: no, it's not fucking happening. And <laughs> it, it's crazy because um, thinking about like the uh, like the the proximity of the movie and how it felt like the original, it felt like it could have happened. It made me think of uh, you remember this shit with Jason went to New York. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man, he was like, catch wreck. That shit was crazy. But it's, yeah. you know, like you said, it's usually like in some far off place. It don't relate. This man and the, the trailer for the, the new movie that will not be named. That shit, you know, they're going to like amp it up more and like make mm-hmm.
1: it. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's, there's no way. Yeah, I know there's like there's like gentrification stuff in this one. All that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. Like it takes, but it took place. The original took place in Cabrini Green. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Cabrini Green's still standing in Chicago, right? Right, or if the whole thing's still standing. Because they, I mean, I know here in Philly and I know in a bunch of places they had tore down a bunch of the high rises, mm-hmm. um, to build low rising uh housing. Yeah. they so, made them little, like you know, yeah. the little like fake suburban looking joints, but it's still, yes. it's like the projects, yeah. So, uh, um, I don't know if, like, Korean Green's still standing, or that's, like, part of it, where, like, they've, like, cleaned it all out, and now, like, you know what I mean? They're building, like, you know, these fucking million-dollar condos there now that was once the housing projects. um So, yeah, I, I'm sure, like, they touch on a bunch of this stuff, and like you said, they it's ramped up. It has to be ramped up for a new audience. um Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm good, man. Like, I survived... Alnie in like the late eighties <laughs> <80s> and <laughs> early nineties. I'm not you know I survived broad dog. Like I'm not gonna be like tempted fate with that kind of shit. No. Um, not fucking happening. No. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Um one of the things I, I came across um scouring Twitter as I do. Yeah. Um apparently there's reports that there is a flyer floating around. That has the next versus battle or one of the upcoming versus battles <laughs> being the roots versus the Fuji's. I saw this. Uh I saw the flyer. This shit has to be fake. <laughs> hey, <I> just, yeah, <laughs> this, this shit's there's, gotta be fake. First of all, I don't think there's any way like the Fuji's are get, is it like prize in jail? Like did he get locked up for something? Nah, did he? I, I I don't know. I'm gonna Google while we're all fucked up. Like I hope <laughs> I hope that's not the case. I'm I'm not sure. I know he got into some legal trouble. Yeah, I think
0: um I do remember uh something like that, but I, I had assumed he beat it because he's like rich and famous, but yeah, maybe not. I mean they, they sent Fat Joe to jail.
1: And sure niggas love Fat Joe. You know what, what I mean? Jarud did crazy time. That's crazy. How
0: you fucking jaw Rule and then they just send you to fucking prison?
1: The judge... Yeah, he's... I mean, f- he just... Go ahead, go ahead. He ruled out a plea deal in probe from the US probe of foreign something or other. I'm not pulling up the whole article. I think... I do... If If, if he was, it doesn't look like It doesn't look like he uh, is in jail. So, hopefully, he's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. see him in jail. Fuck that shit. Ghetto Superstar is a classic. Um, 100%. <laughs> uh, listen, it's got Maya and Old Dirty on it, so <laughs> it can't be that bad. Uh, yeah. No, but uh, I just don't think the, the Fujis would get back together. Like, I know Lauren and Wyclef's shit is, like, real deep. Like, yeah. real, 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 real yeah. deep. They're not getting back to, Like. In this
0: era of, you know, like the verses and then, you know, years ago they were doing like the hip hop honors and and all of this stuff. And like people saying a lot of shit about uh, or having a lot of conversations about honoring people and giving people their flowers and all of that. We've seen a lot of people get back together that Mm -hmm. we thought would never do it. Jim and Cam was just beefing. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like not long ago. So we're seeing in this era a lot more people coming together and shit. I I couldn't imagine from like I don't know how true any of this stuff is, but like from some of the stuff that I've heard that happened between Lauren and, and
1: Wyclef, I yeah. don't see them getting back. It would surprise me if they did, if they got yeah, back together. Absolutely. And you know, I listen, I would love to see this versus. Um, it would be amazing. Uh I'm going to pull for the roots, you know, this is Philly, so I'm 100%, 100% behind the roots. Uh, we I talked about this when they were talking about like beans versus nori, like I'm going to be rooting for nori. I mean, for beans, like 100%. you know what I mean, it's a Philly thing. Um so I would definitely be rooting for the for the roots. Um but like the Fuji's got bangers, man. Like sure. and then like, you know, they can go break down into their own little solo stuff and mm-hmm. all that kind of Now, when they break down into the solo, as much as I love thought stuff that he's done, the you know, the solo projects that we were blessed with like the last year or whatever, um, there's some dope, really dope stuff on there. Yeah. But man, when Lauren start doing you know what I mean Lord, yeah. do the x-factor dog like I don't know what the roots can yeah. you know reply
0: with that she started doing Zion and niggas is on Twitter crying and shit yeah. you know <laughs> what I'm saying in the, in the fucking uh, in, the, in the chat comments and shit yeah. I named my son Zion because <laughs> man I don't yeah I don't know what you could do with that I don't know I don't know a lot of groups as short as their run was the Fugees um, one, they were like massive. I think it's hard yes. uh, yeah, yeah. for people who weren't really there to understand really how big and hot they were for briefly. Yeah, but like you know, I don't know. They they had a short ass run, but like you said, they've got you know all of the Fuji stuff, but then you know ghetto superstar, as you said, all of Wyclef's solo shit, and Lawrence he solo played shit.
1: Guantanamera like. <laughs> like I just, uh, I don't know what the roots have to combat a lot of that shit for, because just because of how big that shit was, yeah,
0: it would have to be straight up on some like y'all got a band, we got a yes. band, yeah, and yeah. we just do competing live shows. Mm. Then I think the roots would wax them as great as yes. as uh, the Fuji's are. And if you haven't seen the Fuji's live, anybody listening. Look at, like, uh, go on YouTube and look at the Fuji's live at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. When they start bringing out the reggae singers and shit, and they doing all of that shit, and, like, they switching the beat up and, and doing covers. The Fugees are amazing live. I think the Roots would wax them on, like, a, a straight-up live show. But, like, that whole Versus format where you're
1: going hit for hit, that's going to be rough for them. And, you know, I love the Roots. Yeah, I just, I, I think... It's going to be really, really hard. Because, like like you said, for folks who weren't there, um, the Fugees went from, like, this really super underground group. Like, that first record is, yeah. like, super underground. That people didn't even
0: like. You yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people, people were hostile to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, think of a rap group that's out now on a major label that people despise. You know what I'm saying? Like people, critics literally said in reviews. They talk about it on, on the score. Critics said in reviews, like, "Oh yeah, uh, the girl, she's
1: good. She should go solo and leave these other yes. dudes." This yes. album is
0: trash. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. gonna cut you off. But yeah,
1: no, no. But like a very underground crew. Even the first single, because like Fuji lies, the first single off the score. But like a lot of people don't even really remember that because the second single was killing me softly and it fucking exploded. Yeah. So it literally went from something where I was like, I saw the the I remember seeing the video for Fuji La on like the world premiere of it on like Rap City and be like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like the Fuji's got a new record coming out. This song is really dope. Yeah. And then it they became the group that like white girls who we went to high school with like, who had cans of spray, like hairspray, like that <laughs> big in them jaws? Yeah, yeah, with like sitting like they love the Fugees, mm-hmm. and like I love the roots. And The roots have like hit heights that I at one thought, one point thought, like, oh, I don't know if they'll ever hit like the heights that they have hit, and I'm so happy that they have. They still were never as big as the Fugees were, even if it was a moment in time, yeah. They were, like the, they were like the biggest thing in the world. Uh-huh. They were literally the biggest it. thing in
0: the world. Yeah. Like how many yeah. rap albums? And I'm, I'm talking pre-streaming. Yeah, yeah. You know, streaming, St- streaming now. Streaming but, shit ain't real. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's not the shit. same. You know, 10 million people physically went to a store mm-hmm. and purchased the Fuji second album, The Score. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like think about that. Taylor Swift as huge as Taylor Swift is as huge as Drake is right yeah. now. You know, and I know it's it's different. It's a different culture, different climate. People get their music differently. There's nobody around that would do physical numbers like the the uh Fujis did no. when they came out. A lot of niggas wouldn't do physical numbers like what Things Fall Apart did. <laughs> you know what i'm saying cuz it was just a different era and people yeah. got their music differently
1: yeah the you Fugis, had to like actually go purchase shit like you had to right. physically go to a store and go purchase it which like yeah. a lot of people won't do yeah i was i was talking to uh, my nephew
0: about this a while ago and he was saying um oh so and so sold a million in like the streaming era i said bro this is there's a different uh level of like consumer engagement when you ask people to physically go in the store versus you asking them to kind of like passively stream somebody's album, ten million streams as far as like the energy it takes, ten million streams doesn't equal, you know, I don't fucking know, um, you know, a million physical purchases. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just not the same level. So like the Fuji's and the Fuji's did that in an era when. Physical sales of records were a climax. Yeah. you know what I mean. If I'm not mistaken, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. 1999 or the year 2000 was the highest, like most profitable year of the record mm-hmm. industry. You know what I mean. Completely on the back of physical sales, the Fugees, you know, they they put out the score in '96, and then uh, Wyclef put out uh, the Carnival in '97, and then Lauren uh, put out. Miseducation in 98. All of these records sold massive amounts of copies Mm -hmm. in an era when the records were selling the most. You know what I mean? So they had the most competition. You know what I mean? And we're still knocking it out the park. Dominated radio, that would be rough on the roots. If if we're talking the strict hit-for-hit format, that would be rough.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be a really... Uphill battle because like the roots have some like bigger songs, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You got me is still big, yeah, yeah. But there's just they just don't have anything that's. I mean, they don't have anything that's like didn't I think did what call go diamond too? Miseducation go diamond too? If not as close, yeah. But I was gonna say it's got to be damn near close. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Like once she starts doing like you know. Uh um fucking X Factor. She does mm. like you said, Zion, she does um Doo wop Yeah, do wop you know what I mean? Uh like she starts running through hits off of that shit. Like it just kinda like I I don't yeah. know what we can play, like what we can play to counter a lot of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you said, I mean from like ninety six to ninety eight, like they ruled
0: everything. They dominated, and I would say, if we talk in groups, um, the Roots would be a good matchup against the Fugees if we're talking about just a live show format. Yes, like yeah, what yeah, they yeah, both yeah. do in a versus format. I would throw Outcasts against the
1: I, Fugees. That was the before exact- the. Roots. Thought, I literally just had that exact same thought. I was yeah. like, because OutKast had songs that were big hits like that. Like, they yeah. could do B.O.B., they could do Rosa Parks, they could do like I'm all like, those hey kind y'all. of... <laughs> hey, y'all. Like, they could do a whole bunch of shit that's like, you know, uh, I love the way you move. Like, all these songs that are like yeah. huge, huge, huge hits. Because, um, like, I think it's really hard to put a lot of people up against OutKast in the simple fact that, like, OutKast had, like, OutKast crossed over in a way that a lot of people don't like similar way that the the, the Fugees did like uh-huh. they crossed over in like such a huge way the roots more crossed over in the simple fact that like they were always kind of like known uh-huh. and that same generation that was like 15 to 20 is now like 30 to 40 and like they all go Oh, yeah. I know who the roots are. So like when they're on Fallon, like none of that is like out of the realm of like, oh, I don't know who is this band that's on TV. Right, right. That whole generation, like our whole generation, like was one of the first generations that grew up with rap being the soul music that existed. Like not soul Mm -hmm. music, but like being an art form that has existed in every form of like how you dress, how you walk, how you talk everything to, down to like the music and movies that you see yeah, all, that all encompassing culture yes it's an all yeah. yes exactly ours is like one of those first generations that had that we're now like the target audience for like advertisers and shit like that so like a band like the roots that has persisted through all for 20 plus years uh 20 by close to about like 28 almost at this point yeah. have been around for almost 30 years like we're like oh I know who the roots are like and like even if you were a casual fan you knew who the roots were like even if you were casual cuz like what they do was huge it was it was like mm-hmm. cuz it was it was a take on like all the very popular rat video things at the time so that video became huge yeah um, catchy but, hook all of that shit yes and then you have um you got me was super huge so like they were a um, in the zeitgeist, just generally, and then like, you know, as those people got older, then they became more and more famous, and they were attached to Hamilton, and they were attached to like they were attached to a bunch of different things.
0: You mean um, people who
1: like grew up on the roots, like r- yes, yeah, people, it, yeah, yeah, people, just even in like the zeitgeist. Like, just in general like people knew who the roots were even if you weren't and then like they did the shit with jay-z like you know what i mean Yeah, yeah. uh they did unplug with jay-z so like that was really huge for them and like you know what i mean so like they became like a very relevant thing and then as people you know 10-15 years down the road people go like yeah the roots like they're you know they're super famous
0: yeah Yeah.
1: but when we were in high school at the same time that like the Fuchsies were going through the roof, like they re- mm-hmm. they released Illadelph Half Life and it was like yeah it was did really well, but like it was not fucking diamond, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is um, crazy because Illadelph Half Life,
0: I remember, you know they were the roots were signed uh, to Geffen Records, major yes. label, and there was a lot of buzz around. Uh, Do you want more? and do you want more came out it sold what it sold and the critics loved it mainly you know what yes, i mean yeah yeah and id half life came out and did better you know what i mean if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken did did better sales wise you know what i mean and then when uh things fall apart was leading up to coming out i remember there was a story in the paper when uh quest love was essentially like yo if this next record doesn't do well I don't know what's going to happen with, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the Roots, you know what I mean? So it was, and it's hard to think about them potentially being dropped or them not being around as a band. Um I feel like if they would if Geffen would have dropped them or MCA I think it was uh they did like a merger or some yes, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um they would have gone and done something else. Somebody would have picked them up. But it's it's crazy to think about you know, um, that moment in time right before Things Fall Apart came out when they were like, yo, if this one doesn't sell, then that might be the end of us. Mm-hmm. The Fugees had that moment earlier in their career to a degree because their first record didn't do nothing. No, But a- apparently, um, and I would have to double check uh, on this, but apparently Roughhouse told them It don't matter, you know, what your first couple records do. We going to rock with y'all. So when the first Fuji's record came out and it flopped, basically, they were cool. They was like, okay, well, we're going to come back and make another one. So they never really had uh, that kind of feeling that the roots had. It could have been the end of them. So just to show like a contrast of where they Mm -hmm. were. Commercially, you know what I mean, and yeah. then of course the Fuji's blew up real crazy, and like you said, it was that shit was a phenomenon.
1: Oh An yeah, absolute like,
0: phenomenon. And there's not a lot of, you know, rap music itself is a phenomenon. There's not a lot of rap artists, especially in that era, that become pop phenomenons, whereas to the point where they're quote unquote bigger than rap.
1: Oh yeah, no, I mean the the Fugees were so big. Their parent label started to claim them. Like, mm. Columbia, at one point, it was like the Fuji's are in Rough House. Like, they're yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. The Rough House yeah. was distributed by Columbia. And, like, when the Fuji's blew, blew, all of a sudden mm-hmm. they became their Columbia artists. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it it became a thing of, like, oh no, like, we we can claim them now because they're really big. Like, yeah. it really, that's what it became. Like, rough house is like uh like if you look at later like reissues of the score rough symbol on the thing started to get smaller and smaller where like That's columbia crazy. like became bigger and bigger on the back of like, thing because they were that huge they were literally like the biggest artist in the yeah. world like there was nothing like so much that like it really carried over like i like i was never no big Clef fan Mm -hmm. But because of how good the score was, even though like I low key had hated on it at the time because like they like I just like when they blew up, it was at that age of like oh they crossed over like that's whack you know what I mean right? Um, Like I was super you know super backpack so Mm -hmm. like you cross over that's really whack. Um, So I like kind of low key hated even though I had the score when it first dropped. Mm -hmm. I was like ah this is whack like they too you know they they sold out, but. Um, That record is so good It Made me buy The Carnival mm, because-, because when I saw The Carnival come out Like I needed a record To listen to It was that Or Killer Army's First record oh, Like I shit. was going I was going down AC a- I was going to go uh, My uncle at the time He he lived there um, Rest in peace But like he 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 lived down at AC So sometimes I would go down And see him on a weekend mm-hmm. And I stopped at the store I think I stopped in The Sam Goody in the gallery mm-hmm. before I was getting on the bus, and I was like, oh, "I need a record to listen to," and it was like new stuff. It was like the Carnival or Killer Army, and I mm-hmm. was like, "I don't want Killer Army," so yeah, yeah, I guess I'm getting a Carnival. Fuck with that Carnival, and yeah. So I got the Carnival because I was like, "Well, all that stuff on what you call it was dope," but I hated that first single from the Carnival because it was the Stayin' Alive joint, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah." I hope the rest of this don't sound like, but like, yeah. I was like, "Hey, like that first single for." Um, the score was Fuji La and I liked it, but like mm. it was definitely aimed at, you know what I mean, us who liked the original Fuji's record. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't aimed toward what you call it. Now I realize, like that point, I was like, oh, they're doing the staying alive just to try and it, catch yeah. catch the same vibe that Killing Me Softly caught because it's an older song type thing. Mm-hmm.
0: That era too, man. I'm gonna cut you off, like, yeah. niggas was really going out with like taking, like, the old disco shits Mm -hmm. and, like, the old 80s shits. And I learned a lot more about, say, the first seven years of hip-hop culture, you know, Mm -hmm. 73 to 80. I learned a lot more about what was actually going on then later. But at that time, in, like, 96, 97... Niggas, the idea of niggas taking an old disco song or some shit and flipping it, I thought it was the corniest. I was like, man, this shit yeah, yeah. corny. This shit not real. hip hop When, you know, you listen to fucking the Cold Crush, all them niggas was doing back <laughs> yeah. in the day was taking, you know, the routines they were doing. They was taking older songs. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that being young and still learning this yeah, shit, yeah. I didn't know. That that's how it went, you know what I mean? So like it was it was a crazy era because they was taking any song, nigga. Fucking uh, John Forte took like the '99 Luff Balloons, Mm -hmm. you know? They took the Luff Balloon shit and made a song. They was taking any any disco record or any like old R and B record you could like Mm -hmm. loop up and take take a hook from over here. And, and Flip It, Puffin' them took... I was going to say, that Bowie. was, was
1: Bad Boy's whole wave at that point. Like, man, let's just take whatever we can and just combine two songs.
0: Man, that shit was flagrant. But I will say this. Some of that shit has not held up well. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of that shit, you could still throw mace on at a party. And people will go off. It'll be part nostalgia. But then I noticed, as a DJ, I noticed that, like younger people who may not have been around like a day in their 20s now and they weren't really around for uh, like the bad boy era and shit. There's like a little bit of nostalgia there, but a lot of it is like, it's a good fucking song and it feels Yeah, those good. songs are good. That's why they like turn up to this shit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one quick thing before we move on to what we're listening to this week. Um, this was pretty huge. Uh, Kendrick Lamar made a post uh, saying basically, he's working on his final album for TDE.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And what I got from it was, I think it's his final album. Period. It, well, I'm still put it this way, it's his final album that he feels like working on right now. Like right, right. Like I could see in five years he makes another record because that's like what he wants to do.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. So, what I think it, what I got from that post was that like he just has other interests he wants to work on right now mm-hmm. and like like he was saying like basically he was saying in the journal like i just like get up every day and i drive around and i like mm. i think he just like kind of is like done with the whole because listen man like one of the things you realize when like you know that whole saying of like oh you do what you love it's that you never work a day in your life it's like that's absolutely <laughs> not true you nah. do what you love you Fucking go through shit All the time You have constant Crises of like Confidence And like You know Those are things Like that's the shit You deal with When you do With stuff That you love Yeah Because um, now Your passion Is your fucking job Yes And yeah. I think Part of that Becomes a thing Where you're just like Well I don't want To like this. To, I don't want I didn't want Like I didn't want This to be a Like a, a job and, like, mm-hmm. sometimes it ends up becoming that. And, like, especially, like, I'm sure with, like, the rollout aspect of, like, any kind of project, you're like, all right, well, now I got to do, like, a thousand interviews. Yeah. And I got to get up and do, like, morning radio. Mm-hmm. And I got to, like, all this shit you do not want to deal with. There's got to be a tour attached to it and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think,
0: um, yeah, I, I, I'm I thinking about uh Andre and... Three thousand and how um, people are like everybody on Twitter wants another Outcast record. Mm-hmm. This dude wants to roam around and play flute, <laughs> played a flute, play the flute. <laughs> and it, it's crazy because um, when he was in Philly, I guess like two years ago or whatever it was, and he just, uh, people were like, yo, it's like mad, mad people, you know, folks that we know kept like running into him and people were like seeing him, mm-hmm. you know, playing flute. I'm looking at him, I'm like, oh, that's his meditation. That's like his new yes. one. You know what I mean? Or I don't say new, but like MCN was that and then MCN became a job and a responsibility and a fucking legacy, <clears throat> excuse me, to uphold and all this other shit that's not, you know, the initial thing that it was, which was like soothing yourself and soothing your, yeah. your spirit, it became all of this other stuff. So it's like, oh, he's meditating. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And people think meditation is just like sitting on lotus and being quiet. Meditation is anything that makes you present. You know yeah. what I mean? And keeps you present. So I'm like, oh, that's his new meditation. And it, apparently he he came out and said pretty much that later, you know, in like a recent interview But people, because of how, you know, social media works and how social media intersects with uh, the culture of hip hop and like the the uh, the business of rap music specifically, everybody wants content. They want an album. Mm -hmm. I want a verse, you know, this I want to hear, you know, and, and people are constantly ranking things and constantly like debating things and talking about things. I don't blame Kendrick Lamar or Andre or whoever the fuck. For being like, yo, I don't want to do this shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Kendrick Lamar, he's fucking richer than God. Probably richer than he ever thought he would be. Yeah. He probably want to chill with his jaw and chill and fucking feed birds in the morning or whatever, whatever the fuck he does that makes him feel good. And not deal with this shit. He wants to be off of, or it if, if, if feels like, you know, I'm, you know I don't want to speak for the brother because I don't know him. It seems like. A lot of people, not just him or, you know, rich and famous people like him, are divesting from whatever rat race in particular Mm -hmm. they happen to be in. You know what I mean? And it's like, people are like, uh, people get upset about this stuff. People like Andre not making music or whatever, or not, you know, releasing albums or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, dog, one, he has to take care of himself as a human, but also... You know, the Shogun retires eventually. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Eventually, you know, a nigga got to hang up his sword. Yeah. Kendrick, competitive dude, it seems like. He might hop back in the ring. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's hard to breed that out or to lose that out of an MC. You know what I mean? If you rap in front of Kendrick Lamar tomorrow, he might be looking like, "Man, I'm nice in this nigga." He got that spirit in him. Like, man, I'm like, I'm yeah. nice in this nigga. He might hop in with you. You know what I'm saying? Just to feed that thing spiritually. But you know, what other what other reason other than wanting to either is is two sides. Either is business. And some money shit he trying to get out from under, Yeah, yeah, yeah Or yeah. it's a spiritual thing. Yeah. It's one of the two. In in yeah. my if, if I had to make a guess.
1: Yeah. I because I saw some people being like, oh, well, it's this final album for T D E. And it's like, all right, well, if you don't understand, a lot of times when you sign these record deals, like you're signed to like a five record deal. Or five, you know, you're signed to five albums essentially. You have to put out five records. Um uh so, like, there could be that. And it could be an aspect of, like, maybe he's just doesn't want to deal with punch and top no more. Like, you know what I mean? Who and the fuck
0: knows? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Um, you would think they have a decent relationship, but we've seen, like, Scissors had, like, a rocky relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as an especially if, like, you're dealing with, like, business people and artists. And, mm-hmm. like, artists can be finicky and, like, you know flaky a lot of times yeah absolutely (laughs) and it's one of those things where like you know people can be like very emotional about this shit and like maybe he's like done some stuff and people haven't loved it and like he's just or like they haven't loved it and they're like well yeah we don't feel like this is ready to be like put out and like he may just be like you know what i'm gonna put out one last record for y'all and that's it i'm done Yeah, and like you said, it could be a spiritual thing, could be a money thing, could be a situation where he's just like, "Yo, I got one more album with y'all. I'm putting that shit out, and I'm out." You know what I mean? And like, you know, two years we get another, like Kendrick record. Like, who knows? Um, But I, I'm all for people just being like, "Hey, I don't want to do this shit no more." Like me and you've talked about this before with like the Jay Electronica thing, where it's like, "Hey, Jay gave us enough music." That like if he never put an album out, I'd have been like, all right, cool. Like it's disappointing because obviously I really love him as an MC. Yeah. And I wanna hear stuff from him. Yeah. But like, you know, I really love Dre as an MC too. But like, you know, I have Dre, you know, years worth of Dre's music to just be like, hey, I'll go listen to that. Yeah, I wanna listen to him, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I don't blame people who, you know, maybe your passion somewhere else like people's passions change in time like you know i you know 10 years ago th- doing the shit we're doing wasn't my passion like making mm-hmm. films and doing this podcast and writing shit and like all this kind of stuff none of that was my passion 10 years ago yeah. i was creative and i always wanted to create shit but it wasn't my passion then and yeah. like 10 years from now who knows what my passion will be you know what i mean like yeah. i As you know I hate to call myself an an artist In any type of way but like as a creative person Like things change over time And you decide hey I don't want to do this kind of stuff anymore Um, Especially now I don't want to do this for like the business aspects of it
0: Right And that shit the the business creates All kind of pressure the business of doing anything You know um, Mm -hmm. Creates all kind of pressure That you know a lot of motherfuckers A lot of motherfuckers that sit on Twitter and are like, you know, oh, where's this nigga's album? Oh, you ain't put out, you know, an album. You know, we can't rank you in the top five or shit. Motherfuckers don't know, you know, the day-to-day of what it's like to deal with that shit and I'm, that Kendrick is dealing with. And I'm not speaking from a place of authority because I don't know what that brother is dealing with. You know what I mean? But if, if somebody, you know, like I said before, something is up. Because yeah. there's, no, there's no way he just puts that out there like, oh, I'm bouncing from this label that I helped build up. It's either bread or something's on his spirit that he's like, yeah. nah, I'm not fucking with it no more. You know what I mean? I don't know if uh, maybe we'll get a clearer picture of it later. Not a, You know, it's hard to keep secrets, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying, nowadays with how shit works. But, you know, maybe we'll, you know have more of an understanding about why he feels this way, or maybe not. He might yeah. just drop a record he- and bounce like he said he' going to do.
1: He, he seems like one of those dude he kind of seems like Dre in a lot of senses of just being like I just don't want to talk about it so it's not going to talk about it you know what I mean like Dre's never really addressed the fact that like he's just said like I have other passions like I want to do other stuff yeah. and Kendrick may be the same way like who knows like you may see Kendrick popping up and stuff or producing stuff or you know making you know uh, films or whatever like he just may have other things he wants to do or it's some shit where he just doesn't want to deal with the label anymore yeah um, Shout out to him! Like I can't wait for the new record, right? Um, right. He's one yeah. of the he's one of the rare artists where you can be like, "Hey, every record he's put out, is certified." You don't miss, yeah. He no. he do
0: not miss, and even if no. you're not, you know, the biggest fan of his shit, you know, his shit is like consistently quality, and and it's it challenges the art form of MCN too. He mm-hmm. always put out something that kind of. Uh, pushes the 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 art form around a little bit and like it like opens up possibilities
1: absolutely absolutely he's one of the like the you know he's a trend-setting artist you know what i mean he released excuse me he releases and it, it's a big deal so yeah yeah um i think we should move on to uh what we listened to this week uh have you listened to anything new yeah absolutely uh shout out to my man distant star
0: He put out a new joint. I always, like, try to grab whatever he puts out because this shit Mm -hmm. is, like, consistently dope. Dope MC, dope producer. He put out a new joint called New Colors. Okay. That's, like... (laughs) You know, um, it's it's crazy to see um, somebody that you know. Like, I I ain't grew up with this brother. Like, I grew up with you, you know what I mean? But, like, I I know this cat, you know what I mean? And, like, to see the consistency and high quality of the shit that he does is his production is always crazy. And he's like high key. One of my favorite cats to hear on the mic. Cause like, not only does he say like slick, intriguing things as an MC, he has like a, like a energy that I like on Mm -hmm. the mic. You know what I mean? a lot of motherfuckers, you know, wrap your head off or whatever. And there's like a place for that shit too. But he's, he like, he like floats on tracks. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's what I've been pumping, uh, lately since it came out. It only came out, uh, a few days ago. But, uh, Distant Stars, two R's and Star, uh, New Colors, that's, that's like the shit I've been
1: fucking with this week. Where I'm gonna check that. Is, uh, Bandcamp? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. yeah. I'm gonna check that out. Um, purchase it because, you know, like yeah, try yeah. to support folks absolutely um yeah i've listened to a couple new things this week um first one is by somebody named morrison i swear to god like i saw it like <laughs> pop up on my thing and i'm like that's weird um
0: i'm gonna start hitting this with that too just drop in like random shit on band. Yeah. Nigga's like, yo, is this you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and his name is John Morrison. No bullshit. I swear to God. Oh, his name is John. I looked it up when I saw the last day. I was like, ah, I'll look this up. So I looked yo, up his real name is John Morrison. That's crazy. Um, it's a project called guilty. He's a, uh, um, a grime rapper, uh, from the UK. Um, yeah. he's from East London, I think. Um, Yeah, he's East London because he has a song called East Ender, which is fucking crazy. Um, Really, really dope. Uh, He's really talented. He has another song called House and Garage. Mm. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, he's probably talking about like, you know, getting a big house, getting a car, but, you know, getting a house with a garage, blah, 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 that kind of shit. I wasn't thinking. And when I went, the song came on, it's a garage beat. And like, I was like. Oh like, that was my immediate thought. House, I mean, see, British, I it wasn't yeah. for me. Like I, I didn't even think about it. But it's really dope. And like uh project, I, I think it, it like, you know, it's not it's not perfect. To do, you know, there's some shit with it, but like I do think it's really I do think it's a dope project to check out mm. um, called Guilty, Morrison Guilty. Um I think it's really, really it's it was really like a fun a fun discovery for me because i had never heard of this dude before. Um so it was a fun discovery for me. Uh and also I checked out um China um Drug Opera um mm. first want to say rest in peace to China yeah. um she's a Philly girl so um it's all love and like there's actually even a record on here um she's talk uh, her dad like calls her like you, you like you hear a recording and like she's she's rhyming or whatever and she's like hold on hold on and then she's like hey what's up dad like you know what i yeah. mean um and, and she's talking to her dad and she's like, hey, "Yo, I'm in the booth right now. Like, you interrupted me in the middle of a song." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, "Oh, where you at?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm in London. Like, you know what I mean? I'm recording." And mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you know, shout out the big WP West Philly out here, blah blah blah." blah. Yeah. And <laughs> um, but that kind of made me tear up. Like, it made me a little sad. Um, because like, yeah. if you don't know, China, is, she was like, uh, she was one of those artists who was like on the verge. You know what I mean? Yes. Super dope um, MC. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of reminds me even of Tara Wack a little bit, like very in that same kind of. But like they came both came up in around the same time and Mm -hmm. like that same kind of thing. Um, uh, and uh, she passed away last year, um, early on in the pandemic of a drug overdose. Um, and it was really sad, man. Like so young. I think she was like in her early twenties, man. Like it it just and like hearing that and hearing her talk about like, oh yeah, you know, like we're we're working on some stuff like it made me sad a little bit inside of just being like wow like so much talent yeah, um, potential and so, yeah and so much potential and so young um to like lose that like you know what i mean um i'm sure it was like it, it's just so hard but like this record um very similar like i know she was doing some work cuz mm. even like uh Nast nas was on it is on this project um mm. She's uh, she was doing work with uh, ASAP Mob, um, uh, I think before like that whole thing kind of blew up a little bit. But like she was working with them, she's v- some very similar in that kind of like that slowed down type of like feeling to her music. Um, yeah. But, like, this record is dope. Like, it, it really is. And, again, like just kind of makes you sad because you're like, damn. It's similar to, like, the Pop Smoke record where it's, like, it's really good. And I really enjoyed it. But, like, also I'm kind of like, damn, that's kind of fucked up because, like, he's gone. And, like, so yeah. we lose out on all the potential that we could get. Um, and I think, you know, you if you look at, like, artists, like, you know, there's very few people that are Nas who come out the gate with, like, the best record they've ever, you know, they ever make yeah. or whatever. Um, 18 but years like, old or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what I mean? But, like, there's a lot of artists who you see go, like, oh, that first record's really good, but, like, there's a lot of potential there, like, to see what goes forward. Um, shit, we were just talking about the Fuji's. The Fuji's first record is not mm-hmm. the score, you know what I mean? So Outcast, The Roots. Everybody I, we yeah, talked about. Absolutely. It, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody we talked about. So, like... You know, you just sit there and you go, damn, man, like there's so much potential and she could have been so like so much bigger and she's gone and it's a shame. And, and, um, but I definitely think people should check it out. It's called drug opera. Um, it's on all the streaming services and shit like that. Definitely check that joint out. Um, wow. and you know, RIP to China, like, you know what I mean? It's a yeah, shame. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But other than that, uh, I think we can wrap up, um, hey we have a vivo channel uh we have a partnership with vivo we post videos there every couple days um we have plenty of stuff up there right now we have more stuff going up uh check that out make sure you like and subscribe like i know from the numbers of what like what listens we get compared to like who subscribed not everybody subscribed you really should go subscribe there's stuff on there there's a whole extra bonus episode up there um There's some interviews that, like, never got here. Uh Uh, So, like, there's some stuff up there that, like, you really... I think you would dig. You should go check that out. Um, It's Serious Rap Shit, Vivo. Put it all one word, essentially, in your fucking search bar on YouTube. It'll pop up. Like and subscribe right there. Um, We have a website, SeriousRapShit.com, that has all our merchandise on it. Um, We have new t-shirts up there. We're the official podcast of Antifa, courtesy of The (laughs) Wall Street Journal. Um... That t-shirt is up there along with a bunch of other stuff that we have. Um, It's going to be hoodie season soon. I'll probably like make some hoodies with that saying on them. Uh, And, you know, we have the mugs up there to put coffee in this junk, put tea in this junk. Go go support, you know, we're independent podcasters. All that kind of support really helps. Um, Also, you can uh, rate and review us if you're listening to this in the Apple Podcast app. You can go right Uh down there and rate and review us. We have T-shirts in a collaboration with Incense Trapping Yoga, the Abaj Ice T-shirt. You can get that on Incense Trapping Yoga. You're also supporting a um, Black woman's business, so that's really dope. Um, Other than that, I think we'll just be back next week. I don't think anything off the top of my head that I forgot. Who knows? Anytime we take like a week or two off, dude, like all that that whole rundown (laughs) like just leaves my head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, other than that, we'll be back next week with some more fire for you. And um, that's it. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Me and my friend take his fat